0: Hi everyone, welcome to How Did You Gain a Testimony. I interview all different kinds of people to figure out how they gained a testimony in hopes that you can relate to one of them and find comfort in their journey. Finding Jesus Christ is different for everyone and I hope all these different stories can help you. Today I interview my friend Skye, she's actually one of my co-workers, and I had heard tidbits of her conversion story and her testimony just working together and hanging out and interviewing her today really expanded obviously my um like just like the full picture of her conversion story and it was beautiful she said it beautifully it's so relatable i feel like was one of my big takeaways from it is i and i mean maybe it's the similar age range or whatever but i really related to a lot of the things that she was saying um and sky's testimony is beautiful because she just has an innate desire to connect with her spirituality and with Higher power and with um divinity. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's super fun, um, super lighthearted, but also super spiritual. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Hey everyone, I'm here with my friend Skye, and I'm super excited to interview her about her testimony. Sky, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Sky. I am a freshman this year at BYU, and uh, my major is chemical engineering. I
1: really love all things music, all things outdoorsy. Um, my major is super fun. I really love chemistry, blowing things up. You can't <laughs> miss it. Um, but yeah, that's just I just kind of do my thing and just let it all happen.
0: There you go. That's super fun. OK, ready right to jump right in. No, let's do it. OK. Um, tell me a little bit about your childhood. Where you grew up your family dynamic anything that we need to know like background on you
1: yeah so it was just me and my mom growing mm-hmm. up uh it, it, my dad wasn't in the picture so it was just me and her and we just we did a lot we hung out all the time she's my best friend I love her so so much <laughs> um but we as far as church stuff goes we didn't We weren't members of anything, but I was always connected to the idea of, like, a higher power. Uh So we went occasionally, and we tried, like, a lot of different things. Like, I was Jewish for a little while. I was Buddhist for a little while. Mm -hmm. I went to Catholic Mass a lot. Like, I just kind of, like, went to all the things and couldn't really find anything that, like, quite stuck. Yeah. But um, I grew up in California on the coast, so lots of beach, lots of, like, just good vibes generally, (laughs) you know. We love it. But, yeah, it was just me and her, so... It's pretty easy to understand. She's just...
0: Yeah. Super cool.
1: So, like, where did you
0: learn about an idea of a higher power?
1: Honestly, I have no clue. Like, my grandma was always a little bit religious, but she doesn't even go to church. So, uh-huh. like, she was never, like, that into it, but, like, she had a cross in her house. Like, yeah. So I was like, oh, I always knew it was, like, a thing. But I had never read any scriptures, like, ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to youth group with a couple of friends every once in a while. Like, I just kind of... I just knew, like, I knew that there was more, because it didn't make sense to me that there, like, that there couldn't be. Uh There's too much going on for it to all be coincidence. So I just, I knew there was more, I didn't know what was more, and I was trying to figure it out.
0: Mm -hmm. And so in your, like, quest to figure it out, you were visiting different religions and congregations with your mom?
1: Yeah, all the time. Uh And it was really awesome, because we just accepted any invitation. Like, I went to, like, Jehovah's Witness stuff. I went to, like, literally anybody who came by our door. Uh Like, we were... The easiest people to proselyte to, I swear.
0: (laughs) That's actually so funny. So when you were at these different congregations and religions, were you going there in search of truth or just to, like, feel a spirit or feel a connection with the higher power?
1: I think there's, like, a lot of reasons. I always thought... There's always, like, the morality aspect of it, too. Like, I want to be a good person, and, like, everybody says, like, oh, yeah, go to church. Like, that's how you be a good person. Like, that's how you venture on to like being perfect you know but I always it was just the feeling I guess and I wanted to know so there was definitely that aspect of like where is the truth but I never found it so I think like after a certain point I gave
0: up on that part and I was just like this feels good let's do it can you expand on the it feel this feels good let's do it
1: yeah like every time I was in a church and what they were saying felt like, I could feel it in my heart, you know, where you're just, like, what they're saying is right. It was always messages about... um I didn't connect as much to, like, actually, like, Bible scholarly stuff, because I had no clue what was going on there. I don't know Mm -hmm. how I didn't search the scriptures through all of this, but I didn't at (laughs) all. Yeah, yeah. But, like, when I was going through, I would always have this feeling, like, what they're saying is true, and I, like, I really had this desire to know for myself Uh the things that they were saying. Like, they would always, um, my favorite one, if you look through my scriptures through my conversion, is everything that is like the lord loves you he knows you by name and all of that is underlined highlighted like all of my notes are on that because um that's what i really needed you know and i really wanted to know for myself that the lord loved and knew me and sometimes when those people talked i could feel his attention on me and that was something that was really important to me
0: that's beautiful so, how did you find out about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints?
1: So, um, as I said, it was just me and my mama. And she dated around, like, a little bit. She didn't, like, do a ton, but there was this guy who's now my stepdad. But um, she was dating him, and when the relationship started to get a little bit more serious, uh, and they started to talk about, like, maybe, like, marriage and, like, an actual future, we were like, well, I really wanted to go to church. My mom was, like, down with it, and he actually really wanted to get back into church. And he was apparently a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints until he was, like, 17, and then he fell away from the church. And while we were, like, exploring, we kind of did the thing that my mom and I used to do where every Sunday was a different congregation, and then he was like, okay, well, can we just try my thing? Like, let's just do it. And so we looked up what ward we were in, and we just hopped on, and we went for it, And they sent the elders, like, at us. And we talked to them, and we started taking the lessons. And it was just, like, it was that easy. It was one time. It took one time for all of us to be into it. And so we all took the lessons.
0: That's so interesting. And how was taking the lessons with your mom and your... um, In all honesty, I struggled with it in the beginning. Really?
1: Yeah, I, um... Back then, the church was three hours. So (laughs) I was... I was devoting three hours of my Sunday when I initially did nothing on a Sunday, and I was making all these lifestyle changes that were really, really hard for me. Because, I mean, back then I used to drink coffee. I had to change the clothes I was wearing. I was um, changing the way I talked, changing the way I interacted with people, a bunch of, like, actual just habits. Like, I didn't know how to do scripture study. I didn't know how to yeah. do, like, um, care about, like, listening to talks and stuff. Like, it was all yeah. it was all new skills for me. And I had this really hard time feeling like I wasn't um, good at it and wasn't, like, doing enough, and it caused me a lot of stress.
0: Yeah. And how old were you? Like, what grade were you? I in? was, I got
1: baptized in 2019, so I was, uh, like, 13, 14. 13, which is, like, yeah. Hard, Freshman, a hard high age. Yeah, I was, it was in summer, so it was right after 8th grade. Day. Yeah.
0: That's a hard year.
1: <laughs> That's when I got baptized, so through all throughout my 8th grade. Yeah. It took us a really long time to get through all the missionary lessons, and we did them for a full year. Uh-huh. Some people get it done in, like, a month, but
0: that was not us. Yeah, and I find it so interesting or, like, captivating to think about your, like, yearning for spirituality and religiosity when you grew up in California in a place where, like, religion isn't really that big Oh, I
1: was so weird.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was not,
1: like, the people around me weren't into it. I had a lot of, like, a really hard time, like, finding friends to talk to about it. So it was a really personal struggle because even my mom wasn't really super religious at all so it was just kind of me trying to figure things out and occasionally that's I think that's part of why I like connected with it so fast is when I did occasionally get to go to like youth group or something I just felt so much love for everybody there and like that support that community like instantly drew me in Mm
0: -hmm. that's so what a blessing to have such a yearning that's so cool (laughs) I feel really lucky because I don't think I would be here without it yeah no that's so epic Okay, so you're taking the missionary lessons, and then do you feel like you and your mom and your stepdad were all, like, kind of converted at the same time? Did it come in bits and pieces? So all of us took it a little differently.
1: Um okay. My stepdad had, um, he had a really big test when he was younger. It's just... Uh, his family stuff like didn't end up quite lining up and he it just ended up pulling him away from the church uh-huh. uh so he popped back into it really fast and he was like doing it he was reverted before we got um baptized so he was already okay. he had finished repentance all that stuff he was taking the sacrament okay. we just we weren't there quite yet yeah. so he was way ahead of us and then um yeah. i started off a lot stronger than my mom because i had that like yearning, that desire, but I still did not read scriptures, so I wasn't quite, like, there, like, to the point where I could get baptized, but I had the interest. My mom took, um, she took a little bit longer throughout that whole year, but she was really consistent. I was really off and on. I would be, like, Mm -hmm. I would be feeling, um, all these feelings, like, where you're, you're warm and fuzzy, and you're, like, noticing everyone around you, and you feel like someone out there really, really cares. That's how the Spirit feels for me. Like, I can just feel attention, I feel like somebody knows me, cares about me, like it's always like that warm like when you're falling in love with somebody kinda like that warm feeling, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. But I love um that.
1: like from upstairs, I guess. Yeah. But uh so I was really inconsistent because when I was feeling some connection to the spirit, I was on it. And then the second I couldn't feel it quite as much, I was like, Oof, what am I even doing here? But eventually, I actually got the guts to open up some scripture, and I read the whole Book of Mormon before I got baptized. Wow. So I, and, and that was in like two months, too, because this whole time I was not reading any scriptures, and the missionaries were like, okay. They like leveled with me. They sat me down, and it was just me. And then my parents were, like, off, like, doing something else. I don't remember. They were still, like, at our house. Yeah. But we were just talking. And I was like, yeah, I'm just, like, I'm still not sure where I'm at. They were, like, trying to set baptism dates with us. And I was like, "I, I love how I feel here, but I don't know anything yet. There is nothing that I felt, like whenever they said things i was like yeah that makes sense but i didn't have that like deep innate sense of truth yet and that was always what i really really wanted so i didn't feel quite right getting baptized yet and they're like we really need you to read the book of mormon just like you don't have to read all of it you don't have to you don't even have to feel anything you just have to read it and pray about it and try just put in a little effort and the lord will help you out and i was like sure whatever like i kind of just wanted them off my back to be honest i was like if i do it and then i tell them that i didn't feel anything they'll leave me alone like i was like whatever i'll just do it and then i read and i cried that first night i read and i actually called them at like 11 o'clock which is super illegal for like (laughs) missionary schedule and all that but i called them and i was like okay i get it now and i just i was sitting in my room i'll never forget i was sitting in my room and i was praying and I was reading the scriptures, and I just opened to a random page, because I was like, what's happening, (laughs) right? Because I still wasn't, I didn't figure out how to, like, I feel like now I can communicate with the Lord in more effective ways than just, like, reading the scripture and being like, okay, that's that's the truth. Like, I feel like there's more of, like, a relationship there. But back then, there wasn't. And so I was just like, what do I need to know right now? And I opened on, um, I can't can't remember the exact verses, but there is verses in the Book of Mormon when it talks about baptism specifically and the cleansing by fire and, Mm. uh, like, a lot of faith stuff. And one of the verses says that in order, this is my paraphrasing, obviously, (laughs) but um, it's about faith and how you have to take action sometimes before you can know. Mm-hmm. and that was something I was really struggling with was I always wanted to know before I did the thing because it was so much work <laughs> and I was like if I knew it's true then I'll put in the effort and then I'm chill but sometimes you can't know that something is for real until you try it and see and then you can really like feel it but you can't there's no way for the Lord to communicate with you if you don't have your mind open and without like scripture study and true effort on your end he's not going to do his part
0: yeah you know Oh, 100 percent. it makes me think of the scriptures that talk about like having um like letting the lord write on the fleshy tables of your heart i just for some reason i like the imagery of like if you have like a hard heart you can't like let like the lord can't write his will into your heart and so like being open like i love what you said you have to have an open mind so that the spirit can really speak to you yeah Yeah. So, I'm so curious, um, like, what about the Book of Mormon made you feel the spirit? Like, because you open the Book of Mormon, and it's like, Nephi and Lehi, and they're like, okay, we're gonna dip out of here. Like, what was really, like, drawing you in? So, I think I always had, like, this... I just
1: decided that the Bible was for real, like, because everybody, <laughs> for the most part, like, everybody's down with the Bible, you know, yeah. like, the Old Testament, pretty much every religion gets to chill with it, the New Testament, Christians are cool, and I was always, like, Christianity was the way to go, so I just kind of, like, those were, like, already set in my brain for some reason, I didn't need to, like, build on those, the part that, about, like, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that I really had a hard time with was the fact that there was more, and so I was trying to figure out, like, Okay, well, like this Book of Mormon thing, like nobody else believes in that. That's just us, you know? So I was trying to figure out what was different about the church, not what's the same, you know? And there's a lot of doctrinal stuff that we interpret a little bit differently. But the Book of Mormon is where you find all of it. Mm -hmm. So I had to, I think in order to get baptized, I just, I had to know it was true. That's where I was stuck, I think. I don't think there's anything specifically like content-wise in there. Um, Something I really, really loved was the fact that we believe in conversion after death because that's what I had a hard time with in every other church. I don't think a loving God would make it so that we only have one way to get um, like to heaven or to glory, you know? And the fact that there would be people who never found like the one correct church and then died and would just go to hell was not okay with me. That didn't sit right at all. I didn't think a loving Lord would do that. I do not think that that was something that even really made a whole ton of sense. So, um, in the Book of Mormon, there are the scriptures that talk about, like, baptisms for the dead and stuff like that. And that was something that hit me in the heart. Like, I was like, that, it solved all the problems that I was already, like, worried about with religion. That was the one thing that I couldn't understand, and then it made sense.
0: Wow. That's so cool. So you call missionaries up. You're like, hey, guys, this is probably true. And yeah. That out. one
1: night, and they're like, okay, you can put, like, they're like, we love this. Thank you so much for calling us. Uh-huh. Um, you keep reading. Don't, let's not make any, like, rash decisions. They're like, we want to baptize you so bad, but um, we don't want to rush you into it. So <laughs> take some time, but and we're so happy you're here, you know? And they came up to our house the next day. We got dinner with them, you know? Yeah. They, we broke like, there were so many, like, area rules that were, (laughs) like, they, we, there was this breakfast joint that we really wanted to go to with the missionaries that was outside of our, our bounds for our mission, and they, they, the missionaries got permission to leave just so we could get breakfast with them, and, like, they even, it was crazy, but, um, so they came over the next day, they hung out with us, um, and they just kind of, like, I talked with them a lot, and I was like, yeah, like, this is what I'm thinking, we kind of, like, went through some more scripture we just kind of read together a lot that was something the missionaries did with me that was really really powerful for me was they helped me read because I was only 13 like yeah I, it wasn't making sense you know uh-huh. I was going through and I was like these are words that are antiquated they're <laughs> like I don't even understand what's going on here it's yeah. old language it doesn't make sense like so they would go through and they would like almost translate it for me into like preteen speak that yeah. makes sense
0: that's so cool. So you were just going through the book one with feeling alone. You were like, this is true, but I don't really get it.
1: Yeah. Kind of I, like, wow. The only part that actually made sense to me was the Baptisms for the dead, which is crazy because it was the first time I'd ever heard about wow. like – temple we hadn't even done like the temple lesson yet like if you look through the pamphlets that the missionaries like have to go through Uh that was the one that we hadn't done and I was (laughs) like hey can you guys tell me more about this when they came and they were like oh that's like you got to like the the one doctrinal thing that we haven't really talked about yeah and we talked through it and um it was just yeah it was all feelings I tried really hard to like let the spirit guide me which I was not good at at the time so I don't know why that's like the one thing I decided but I think logic was kind of failing me at the time like Mm -hmm. I couldn't I couldn't really think through it because I didn't know how to understand what I was feeling I just knew that I was feeling something yeah and that was kind of what was driving me
0: Wow. so did all those other life changes that you talked about like stopping drinking coffee your language the way you dress did that come at the same time that you like started reading the Book of Mormon
1: it came a lot easier Really? So um, I'm really competitive as a person. In my family, the, the missionary tool is like, hey, word of wisdom, this is what it means. And we were like, it was a competition instantly. So we all <laughs> cut all caffeine. Yeah. And we were, oh, we were coffee drinkers. We drank energy drinks. We were drinking sodas. Like, We had a lot of caffeine in our house, and we dipped all of it yeah. at the same time. And I was I'm competitive, so I was winning, but I wasn't <laughs> happy about it, you know? Um, yeah, and then once I started to gain, like, an actual testimony of the things that we were talking about, then I was, like, okay, I can feel it. I can feel it. And it helped yeah, me. it easier. It was so much easier. And I was, like, I kind of get it now. Like, yeah. it makes sense. And the, it was so funny, because I, I thought that it was totally useless. I remember having a conversation with mom. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why we do this, because I, there's nothing different in the way I feel at all. Yeah. Like, I, I think I'm the same person. I think the spirit can talk to me the same. Like... I don't I don't really get it and then I actually like understood what was going on and then I looked back at like the person I was before I started following the word of wisdom and mm-hmm. changing the way I conduct myself and all of that and then I was like wait no I am becoming better just through wow. that
0: that's so introspective for a 13 year old that's so cool to the other my other family ones. helped
1: my family helped yeah. you know yeah but yeah I could looked
0: back and I was like no like
1: like, even the people I'm around were more uplifting because when you stop hanging out with people who, like, aren't following the same moral code as you, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you can kind of, like, figure out who is the right type of people for you a lot easier. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And how long were you, like, meeting with the missionaries for until you decided to get baptized?
1: So, from the very first day that I went to church and the day I got baptized, there is just over a year between those days. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: It's quite some time, just, like, pondering and thinking and stuff. Yeah, it
1: took us forever, and I think that's honestly why the area presidency was so chill about so many things. Is They knew we wanted to. It just took us forever. Uh, we also got really lucky because the missionaries that were there on our first day actually stayed with us for six transfers.
0: Wow which is a
1: really long time. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Um,
1: and it was definitely divine intervention because uh-huh. I think without them, we wouldn't so have So it was the same missionaries the whole it time? It was the same missionaries the whole way through, and then they also got to come back to our area to baptize us and to go on our first temple trip with us.
0: That is so exciting. It was
1: Dang. amazing. And the missionary who baptized me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, his name is Elder Bunnage. He was fantastic. His real name's Nate.
0: But, um, <laughs> but Elder
1: Bunnage. Elder Bunnage. <laughs> uh, he actually... Um, the day after my baptism he came over and he gave me his quad with all it has his name on it and it has all of his notes throughout throughout his entire mission because he was he we were his last area before he left so like he had already he was like at a year and a half when he met us Mm -hmm. and they were almost stayed with us for a full half year so or for the full year but i don't know yeah he was there forever (laughs) <laughs> um, and so he gave me his squad, and it has notes, like, about my family in it. And it's just, like, so powerful to see because you'll, you'll see things are underlined, and it has our last name. And he's like, that means that I really wanted to share it with you guys. and
0: That's so cool. It is the
1: most powerful thing I own. It lives in my bookshelf, like, mm-hmm. facing outwards so that I can see, it, like, the name on it. It's it just
0: beautiful. so cool. Yeah. So how did you have this switch from like because you had been to so many different religions and i'm sure you knew a lot of people who like were part of the different religions how did you realize that religiosity wasn't just like an aspect of personality or like a moral code but actually a matter of salvation honestly
1: i don't think i've started to figure that out until after i was baptized really i kind of thought that everybody just had their own boat and it floated a little differently yeah um and we just kind of everybody picked their thing and as long as you were a good person and you were trying your best you were doing good and it didn't really matter like where you were um but one of the elders that taught us uh had this metaphor that he liked to pull out about a mirror and he's like before the great apostasy there was this mirror And then we apostatized and it shattered. And then during like the Reformation and stuff and like religious enlightenment, everybody was grabbing a bunch of pieces of mirrors and they pieced it together as best they can, but nobody has the whole thing because everybody just took the chunks that they could have. And that we believe as a church that we have the most of the chunks and we can see everything that we can see right now. Of course, we believe in um, continued revelation and like living scripture, um, Mm. which is solely filling in the gaps but we can see as much as we possibly can with this mirror that we have. And as we continue to like grow and gain a testimony, um, the parts that we can see are a little bit different. And like at the beginning, i just saw like, it was fun and it made me feel good. And I was like, this is great, sure. And then now that I have grown through it and I have been in the church now for almost five years, uh, it'll be five years in January. I think that I know now that there is so much more to it, and especially like through like um doing work for the dead and like the temple, I really like understand now like the way the plan of salvation works and the way that we need to grow in order to return back to our heavenly Father,
0: yeah, wow, so what was the final push to get baptized
1: um the, the whole Book of Mormon crying thing was a big one. Right. Um, and then we were, like, setting the dates for our, our interviews. And my parents were planning on getting married at this point. They weren't engaged, but they were planning on it. Uh-huh. And I was I was sitting in the living room. And I just told my mom, I was like, I think I want to do it. And she was like, do what? And I was like, get baptized. And she was like, that fast? And I, I had been reading my scriptures as I said that. Mm-hmm. And I had actually pulled up on, uh, like, a footnote. Um, these were borrowed scriptures from my library too, because I didn't have my own before nice. elder bondage gave his to my, to me. Um, but I was reading through and in somebody in the borrowed scriptures, somebody had highlighted the verse in John about like um like the the Joseph Smith verse,
0: oh yeah, um
1: about ask of the Lord, and he will tell you,
0: yep, and can ye shall receive? yeah. Whatever.
1: and i I was like, okay, and then apparently I prayed about it, and I was just like, it's happening. Like, <laughs> it was, it. I'm, I'm a quick decision person. Okay. And I think if I think too hard about things, I can psych myself out in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And I think the Lord kind of knew that and was like, I just need, I needed a push. Otherwise, I was not going to do it, you know? Yeah. So I just got a foot in the door by, like, telling my mom. And she's like, okay, well, let's, like, text your people and let's do it. And, because she was ready. They were just waiting on me. And really? my mom and I actually ended up getting baptized on the same day. So we did a double baptism. It was really cute.
0: That is so special. Oh, my gosh. And tell me about the feelings that you felt that day.
1: Um, I actually have them journaled, which is fantastic (laughs) for me. Um, But one thing that I wrote in my little 13-year-old brain was that I will never be cleaner than I am this day. And something about that, like, it, like, makes me feel like like, right now. Mm -hmm. And I... um, I can't remember exactly how that felt, but knowing that that's what I decided to write out of all the things that I was feeling, because I was so anxious, too, because I used to have really bad social anxiety, and I was like, I'm going to this place, everybody's going to be watching me, what if I do something weird? I didn't know how to get baptized, I'd never been baptized, Um, and so I was, like, really stressed about it, and then, um, but apparently after that, it was all gone, because all I could think about was that this is, like, the best me that I can possibly be right now. And like knowing, I think once again, back to that idea of like, there's a Heavenly Father who knows and loves me and wants that for me. Like, wants that feeling of feeling good about myself and good about everything around me. And knowing that like, there's so much more to life than like your external experience, your external appearance, your skills, your everything about that, you know. Um, All of that was gone, and it was just like, I'm spiritually clean. And that was really important for me
0: yeah that's beautiful like so well said i love that how did you continue your discipleship throughout the rest of high school i'm sure that was not easy high school
1: was rough i was one of two members at my high school yeah (laughs) and uh we stuck together pretty much like glue for the most of it but most of my friends were not members or religious at all so i kind of had to be that person and it kind of sucked sometimes when everybody wanted to make choices that didn't align with my moral code you know I would have to shut it down or I would have to miss out on things but I think like in my major conversion a lot of where I started to actually like develop my own habits and skills to for like feeling the spirit staying like in his light and like actually like progressing my testimony after like that basic like understanding of yes the church is true like I got to the what else in high school because I had to actually fight other people on it for the most part because I would always have people ask me like oh what do you see about it and I'd have to like actually know the answer like oh yeah what do I like about the church (laughs) um and so like I started that's when I started I went to seminary early morning seminary because I live in California so uh like 6 30 in the morning we would be there and I would be learning and I hated it most of the time but <laughs> I got into it senior year but I was going to seminary I was reading my scriptures actually daily and going through come follow me and I was um going through a big turning point for me was actually COVID because we had been baptized for a year at that point and then the entire world was on fire <laughs> was and shut down. everything was shut down and we had to do it all at home which was rough for us because we were p- fresh still. So we, but that was a really big point of me because I had to actually develop the skills to stay in the church and to continue building my testimony past just the basics. Yeah. You know, without like leaders and stuff helping me out.
0: Mhm. So a lot of like personal. A lot devotion. of personal devotion. Dang, that's super cool. Um, what prompted you or how did you make the decision to come to BYU? It's a pretty big step, I feel like.
1: Um. Honestly, in the beginning, it was like, it's cheap, it's good for my major, and I have a friend going. So I yeah. I was like, easy peasy. And then after I had accepted it, there was actually a night where I was praying about it, and I was like, am I doing the right thing? Because I got into a couple of UCs, too. And I was like, those are really good schools, like, I could be missing out, I could be, I'm, like, I'm leaving my family, I'm leaving yeah. my friends, I'm... It's going to be a really, really fresh start if I go there. And I wasn't sure if it was right. And all I knew was that I had to be here. I got no answers except for, yeah, you're going. Really? (laughs) I I just, like, I got this sense of comfort. And I was like, great. Okay, what else should I do? And it was nothing. I was like, okay. What? (laughs) I was like, maybe you didn't hear me. But I'm a little confused still. Great. Sounds like BYU is the answer. I'm so excited. But, like, what else? And it was just, like, nothing. I could not, I didn't, I still felt connected to the Lord, I still felt His comfort, and I could feel, like, this, because I am a really anxious person, too, and I was feeling so much anxiety when I had started, like, I, I prayed and then I started reading the scriptures, and I was feeling so much anxiety at the beginning of that process, and then as I was reading, like, I calmed down, I started thinking, and I could just, like, feel, this sense, like, my heart rate slowing, I could feel my brain, like, slowing down, I could feel, like, my Mm. blood start flowing normal, and all of that stuff, and I just felt the peace that came with all of it, and I was like, okay, perfect, sounds good, and then I started asking questions, and it was nothing, so it was a lot of blind faith, but I went back to that scripture that I was talking about, like, that made me cry and call the missionaries, Mm -hmm. about sometimes you just have to do things, and then see how it makes you feel, and see what you weren't seeing about that situation, And so I came to BYU, and I was like, okay, I see all these benefits, and I feel that it's right, so I'm going to go. And then I got here, and I met my people, and I got into it, and I
0: know exactly why I'm supposed to be here now. It's just perfect for me, but... That's so beautiful. So what do you do now to continue your discipleship and your devotion?
1: Well, um, you know, just continuing along the covenant path, chugging along. Um, I am also a lot better about, like, actually, like, attending all of my things now. (laughs) Like, um... Back in California, we missed pretty often. Mostly just because I have a big family and someone was always sick. And then it was like, okay, I could either like, go by myself or, like, stay here with my family. And we'll just, like, watch a conference talk and, like, call it good. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I love that. But actually, like, really having that desire and that need to be, like, taking the sacrament every week. Mm-hmm. And to be in the scriptures. And my temple attendance here, fantastic. And <laughs> Cal- back home, it was four hours away from our house. Oh, gosh. So having it be what, like a 15-minute walk, is so good. I've been going twice a week, and there is something about the temple that really just, like, keeps me awake in my spirituality, you know, because there's always something new.
0: So well said. And I know you recently decided to receive your endowments. Um, Tell me about that process and how you decided to do that.
1: It's actually kind of crazy. Once again, I'm a fast decisions person, and my plan was to get it done over winter break. Um, and I actually went through the temple, and I was just, uh, doing baptisms, um, for a couple of ancestors. I actually got baptized for my great-great-grandmother that day. (gasps) Yeah, which is fantastic.
0: That is so cool. It was
1: so cool. And I could definitely, like, feel her and, like, her gratefulness, and the spirit was so strong. And I was like, the spirit is so strong. I'm here with my friends. Like, I was doing great. And my hair was still wet. I walk out of the temple. I'm turning my phone back on. And then I just, like, have a moment, and I tell my friends, like, I just need a sec. Let's walk the temple grounds. And I walked out, and I called my bishop, and I told him that I needed more of the temple in my life, and I needed to make a step that I was not planning on making. And I was like, I I just did baptisms. I literally, like, I told him the whole thing. I was like, I just did baptisms. Great-great-grandma, you know, like, she seemed really grateful for it. It was awesome. Also, I want to get endowed. And he was like, what? Slow down, like, two seconds. And I was like, okay, well, like, I'm having this fantastic experience, and I'm doing work for people who didn't get to have it done and then I just had this overwhelming feeling that I wanted work done too for me and that I wanted to be in the temple as much as I possibly could and I wanted more of the gospel in my life and I was like I I want this so bad right now and so we the day I called him was the Tuesday before we left for Thanksgiving break so like five days between that and when I flew out and we got all of my meetings done and my, I got my recommend the day before I flew back home. And my mom made a temple appointment, and I just did it. Wow. And it was the
0: best experience of my entire life. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. That's so cool. How did you feel after the temple, after having made those sacred covenants and having been in the presence of the Lord?
1: Yeah, I um, sat in the celestial room for probably, like, an hour. And I had brought my scriptures with me. Uh, they let me run down and pick them up, like, from my bag. Yeah. And so I ran back up, because they only had Spanish Book of Mormons in <laughs> in the celestial room. And I was like, okay, I don't speak Spanish. I'm sure there's good stuff in there, but I, it's not going to make sense to me. Yeah. So I, I went downstairs, grabbed my own personal ones, and I just sat in there, and I studied for, like, an hour. And I was trying... There's some things I was trying to make sense of, and there were some things that I just wanted to, like, feel, and I was looking for... I was like, "This is the most sacred space I could be in right now." You know, like I should take advantage of it, pretty much, and I should take advantage of that spirit that was with me. And I just studied. And I had this like overwhelming desire to just like know as much as I possibly could. And so that's why I did. I just sat there and studied for like an hour, and I stepped out of the temple, and I was just so happy. And I was also starving because I hadn't eaten <laughs> that's so in so real. long. But yeah. I was I was so happy.
0: That's so, yeah. so good. And what temple did you get down in? Los Angeles. Nice. Yeah. That's so fun. It is really gorgeous. Yeah. No, I've heard good things about that temple. That's so cool. So
1: what's next for you? What's next? Um, I have no clue. I'm actually working through some mission papers right now. Really? But I have a medical condition, which kind of sucks, because it causes me to faint. And mm-hmm. the mission physical people did not love that so much. So I am kind of looking into what my next options are. The possibility is not dead, but it's not super alive either. And I just, I really want to continue through and I don't want to lose that desire to know. So that is like my big goal right now is to keep myself in the scriptures as much as I can and to keep myself moving somewhere towards like my next covenants, you know no matter how slow that is, like, I'm just trying to stay with that desire to keep making good choices.
0: Yeah. I love that mindset so much. That's so, especially the desire to, uh, stay in your scriptures. Cause I feel like I've had times where I'm in my scriptures and times when I'm not in it. And let me tell you, <laughs> stay in it. Cause it's just, I mean, your life is better. Your goals are clearer. And it's so much easier to think celestial, to quote the prophets. Oh yeah, for sure. That's so cool. So my last question is, do you have any advice for somebody who's struggling to gain a testimony?
1: My big advice would be to take that leap of faith. You know, if there is a thing that you've been waiting to do until you could figure out whether or not it's true, or a piece of doctrine, or even just the idea of a god, Just making sure that you are putting forth the effort that makes you a person that can receive that revelation. Do the thing, whatever the thing is, whether it's just opening your scriptures, whether it's taking a trip to the temple, whether it's just praying and hoping for an answer. Do the thing and wait. And make sure you give the spirit time to speak to you because it takes a minute sometimes. and. Um, Somebody really awesome, I think it might have been a missionary, now I can't remember, told me that um, the Lord sometimes waits to reveal things to you until he thinks that you're ready to take action. Because a prompting with you doing nothing is entirely useless. So unless he knows that you are in a place where you are willing to do, do the thing,
0: you might not get the answer. So sometimes it takes that leap of faith. I totally agree and I love what you just said that um just lost my train of thought but I love I love that advice and I would have really needed that when I was struggling to gain a testimony so thank you. Sky. your testimony is insane. I felt the spirit so strong today almost cried like three times. Your story is truly so inspiring and I'm so glad that you were open enough to share it.
1: Thank you. This has been the best. I love it.
0: you guys so much for listening to that episode sky's journey and all of her insights are super inspiring and helped me a lot just she clearly has so much i want to say like vigor and so much um of a desire to learn and to know more and to keep that spiritual momentum which i am always looking for in my life so i i mean her just talking about her discipleship motivated me to want to increase my own discipleship so i hope you guys liked that episode for updates on when new episodes come out follow the podcast instagram at gain underscore uh underscore testimony and email or dm me for any suggestions or ideas thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next time